Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Let's go to the beautiful city of Dunedin and talk to Cliff. G'day, Cliff. Yeah, g'day, Steffi. How are you this morning? Good, thanks, yeah, Cliff. My, yeah, my thoughts are the people up north, especially in the Hawke's Bay. My son's in the Hawke's Bay. He's an electrician up there. He's He's got a bit of power. He's got a generator. One of the lucky ones, he's, he's looking after his neighbourhood. They're all coming charging his, their phones, and he's cooking a meal. Some of them are having a shower. He can, you know, gets a bit of hot water in his shower, and, you know, they're in and out like a yo-yos. But, hey, you know, let's hope things move quickly and get, it, get everything back on track. But, uh, yeah, I want to we, – we chat about the cricket. Yep. Uh, Disappointing-looking side. Uh, Cougar Line and Tickner to me, I just don't know why those two are in that side. Um, to me, Dougie Bracewell or the the, uh, the guy Harvey, uh, the other bowler. Sorry, is it Harvey or no? It's um, it's um, I know who you're talking about. Mitch McLennigan talked about him this morning. Uh, I know, yeah, yeah. Ridley. Yeah, oh, I can't remember his name. Otago fella. He's from Otago. He, he's had 20-odd wickets in the four-day series so far. He's been bowling well. To me, Cougar Lion hasn't been bowling well. Never played much four-day cricket. He certainly has never played for New Zealand in, four, in test matches. And to me, Tickner's a bit of a liability. I think they've tried to uh, get a wee bit more batting. Hopefully, Cougar Lion batting at number eight offers something. But to me, the, the tail seems to be awfully long. You know, they've got four seamers plus Mitchell plus uh, Bracewell. They're playing Bracewell as another batsman. It's, it, it looks like if you can bat a bit more than a guy who can bowl better than you, you seem to get in the team. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to me, you're better with four decent bowlers and having six that all go, that might bat a wee bit more. And that's the way Stead seems to work, that he, 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 he loads the dice up on guys Oh, he's not a bad bowler, but he does bat better than this guy who's a better bowler and mightn't bat so well. But to me, you know, the team should have batted first. You know, we won the toss and we should we could have batted most of the day with the with the sun out. Then we ended up in a position where the likelihood was that especially two of their batsmen made all their runs and they, they are the ones that batted quick. They, you know, sure some of their guys got out playing the odd silly shot. But these two that got the 80s, they batted it over a run a ball. And that, in test cricket, was that's why they ended up with 325 after 50, about 59 overs. And uh, it put, put the pressure on us to go out there and bat when, when the, it was darkening with a pink ball. And, you know, sure enough, we, we're three down. We lost three of our top batsmen. We got a... We've got a, a ring, you know, old uh, wags out there now with with Conway, but you know we've got a bat all day today. You know, mm. there's a test match. We've got five days. We don't have to get there and be silly. We don't have to bat too quick. We just got to bat time. We've got to say, look, each over we bat out. The runs will come. It's the same. We'll bat our set, bat our session out. You know, till till lunch until tea and and whatever. But if we're going to go out there and be silly. And or you know we could be just got bowled out, but this game's gonna is so progressive so quick that it's a real shame. You know it's a shame that Test cricket goes this way, whereas you know two guys make uh, quick runs and suddenly 
the team is, is basically playing 50-over cricket in a test match. Yeah. That's the way I see it. But, yeah. but to me, we, we're very negative, very negative-looking side. You know, too many bowlers, not enough batting, you know, and no proper spinner. I mean, look, Bracewell's been reasonably handy in the one-day format, but suddenly he's a test spinner, is he? Or is he just there as another batsman? Because we don't have a guy who can bat at seven. You know, that's the way it looks. Yeah, you're right. When you look at the batting to come, um, Mitchell, Blundell, Bracewell, Cougarline, they're all all-rounders. And I've always thought all-rounders is the domain for white ball cricket. Red ball cricket, you want specialist batsmen, obviously a specialist keeper, and specialist bowlers. Maybe room for one all-rounder, but I feel like we've got about four. And um, it's putting a Band-Aid on a, on a wound. It's just not going to heal it. So I take all of your points, Cliff. I appreciate them, as always, buddy. You enjoy the rest of your yep. day. Yeah, may the sun shine on the North Island. There we go. That's what we want. Thank you, Cliff. And it is shining out here in Auckland today. Shipley was the name of the guy. Thank you to the texter. It was Shipley that um, we were trying to think of. Uh, Mikey in Christchurch. G'day, Mikey. Oh, g'day, Staffy. Hey, um... Who would have thought that in this modern era of coaches and captains that this particular coach and captain can change a battle plan on the fly? It is wonderful to see that that there is such a thing as um, people being intuitive, um, playing what's in front of them. They would have had their plans at the start of the day and they obviously ripped it up at the end and said, no, this is what we're going to do, let's put them in. Mm. I think it's absolutely refreshing and brilliant and I think there's a lot of teams that... um, you don't have, you, you may not be able to play a lot of England, but you can certainly change your plans accordingly if needed. Um, we've seen it in rugby where there seems to be no plan B. You see it in the New Zealand cricket team seemingly. Um, I think uh, what McCullum and Stokes are doing is so refreshing and it's wonderful to see. Yeah, England are a great team to watch for a cricket fan. It's hard for a New Zealand cricket fan when England are playing New Zealand but if you take the competition away it's a bit like I watched England, uh, sorry Ireland-France in the weekend I'm not invested in either side but what a wonderful game of rugby and for, for cricket, cricket people, watching England play test cricket is such a joy It is, isn't it? Um, but it's the ability to change. Mm. I mean they always talk about the leaderships about, about being fluid being able to change, you know when you see the winds of change coming, go with it. Don't go against it. And it kind of shows up um, stead um, and, and, and seemingly inability to, to change. Um, we've been talking about this for a while now, um, and he just doesn't seem to. He seems, you know, I, I sent a text yesterday about, you know, swallow your pride and they should have got Bolton. He's just down the road, for goodness sake. Mm. Got his feet up. He's probably watching the cricket for all we know. So... Um, yeah, I just, I just, we seem to be a bit stayed in our um, coaching at the moment in a number of sports. So um, I think these guys are a torchlight for, for what, what can be, what we can do. Mm. It's, it's um, if they can do it because they were in a hell of a state a year ago. Um, then, then we can do it. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, just one other thing. Hey, look, uh, Kia Kaha to those up on the north. I know, I know, it looks really bad um, if you're in it, but. Believe me, because I've been through stuff with the earthquakes and that. It looks bad, it is bad, but you'll get through it. Mm. Good man, Mikey. Thanks, Thank Jesse. you, sir. Cheers, yeah. buddy. Mikey out of Christchurch. Uh, Joey in Auckland. G'day, Joey. G'day, Steph. Going in with no specialised spinner. Uh, what are we doing? I know. I mean, you, that, look, that, Steph, that's like putting, not being... That,
That's not, and no disrespect to two of us a shit. That's like putting Roger two of us a shit at first my vape. For yeah. the All Blacks. Yeah. You know, when, when you, you, you go in there, you get all oh, the, 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 um, the pitch might be might not be conducive to spinners, but it could be on the fifth day. He may get a couple of wickets. He may, whatever. But going in with a, a half, half-hearted spinner, I can't work that out. And, and as I said to Swifty this morning, our batting order, you know, from, from three to six, they haven't, they haven't done any good the last few tests. So you've got guys that you can put in, like the guy Young. He's in a, a great, um, richer form at the moment. You put him in when his confidence is, is right up there because everyone has lulls, you know, in, in their form. He's in a great, great lower form at the moment, going really, really well. You put him in there, and that's what they did with, with uh, Skippy Sinclair. They stuck him in the New Zealand side, and he went out and scored, for the first test, he scored 200. We're not expecting, say, Young or someone to score 200, but when we lose three, three wickets, now we've got Wagner in there, and, and number 11 batsman. I'm telling you now, in the, in the first half hour or, or hour, he'll be gone. No disrespect to him. Mm. But, and so there's four down. Four down for sixty odd. We're not going to. We aren't going to win this test. You know, they just seem to be. It's all about the the uh, the attacking um, fast bowlers. And and what what, what wins your matches, staff? Cricket matches. Runs on the board. Yep. It's simple, man. I mean, you've got to have runs on the board. So, you, to me, you put in put in more more batsmen, and you've got you've got your four four seamers or whatever. No problems at all. I tell you now, I backed. Uh, England, great money. I backed England and I backed them to win in three days at 12 bucks. Yes. Now, I hope they don't. As for New Zealand, I'm a Kiwi, but I hope they don't. But I'm, I just looked at it and I'm going, the way Bass McCullum is going with them is fantastic. And we need to grab him while he's here and get him and say, right, we want you to take over the one-day side or, or the test side or, or whatever, you and, say, Fleming. And then you have another guy, another guy um, doing doing that. The t- you know test side, so you, you, you might like, like they're doing in Aussie now and other places where they're having different coaches. You don't need the same coach for the whole three, three um, you know divisions. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it is. It is. I think we need to be brave like England were brave in appointing something and changing changing the compass completely instead of this gradual creep. We've been left behind. We have been left behind with innovation. So um, I agree with everything you say, Joey. Good man. Thanks for the call. Okay, mate. You have a good day. Cheers, buddy. Um, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, Zaid, uh, just get you to hold on there, Zaid, if you want to join in. 0800 150 Let's talk cricket. Yep, do give us a yell, 0800 150 where we're at with cricket, uh, cricket overall, or even just this test match day one. It's <laughs> a five-day test match, and you feel like it's gone it, for us to win. We're just going to bat to survive and hope for weather, which is not the right way to look at cricket, and it's not the way that England look at cricket. We'll go to Zaid. G'day, Zaid. Haven't spoken to you for a while. Hope you're well. And um, good afternoon. Hello, Zaid. Good afternoon. Hello? Hello, gotcha. Um, Tickner and um, Kugelein, uh, their average. Um, uh, Gary Stead, I know he's not a contracted player, but still Trent Boldy down the road. What are you doing, mate? Come on. Mm. Yes, I know. 20 minutes down the road. What are you doing? I know. I know. I'd love to know what the discussion was. They said they had... It's, when they said they had internal discussions, indicates to me they actually didn't talk to him. They just talk to he, amongst in, themselves. 
Do you think Baz had a quiet word and said, nah, he's not allowed to play? <laughs> I know he's powerful. I don't think he's that powerful. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's someone I want to come in, and that's Stephen Fleming. I want Fleming to take over. Yeah, I'd love I actually think he will in time. Um, I spoke to him a long, long time ago, and he said he'd never coach until every player he'd played with had retired because he didn't want to coach someone that he'd played alongside. He just felt uncomfortable with that. But he's got a really good gig with the IPL at the moment. But I think in time, at some stage, um, hopefully the next rotation, we might get him involved. But some big players that are missing, obviously, they used to be there is uh, BJ Watling. You know, he'd always grown out runs for yep. the Black Caps. Yeah. Um, probably New Zealand's best ever wicket keeper, and you think he's gone. Um, also, Colin the Grondholm. He wasn't the most consistent, but he'd always get you a few wickets, you know. And um, um, also, Ross Taylor, obviously, is a massive loss. So those guys are huge. Um, and, yeah, Will Young, I don't know why he's not in the team. He's a good batter. Um, I, would, I would actually take Henry Nichols out, and he's been useless lately. Um, and he needs to leave the team. And I'd bring Will Young back in. And I'd be getting Daryl Mitchell to bowl some overs as well. Because mm. he seems to bowl... Um, was it Pakistan? He was bowling quite well. I don't know why he's more of... I don't know why he bowls more. You know, like how Colin de Grandhomme used to bowl for the Black Caps when he was um, playing. So I, I don't know why Daryl Mitchell doesn't get a go bowling for the Black Caps. Yeah, I wouldn't chuck him the ball. We've got to we've got to try things, and we don't we just didn't seem to try things. I mean, Bracewell got three overs, I know, but we just didn't try. I mean, Kugel on thirteen overs for eighty runs, going at six runs and over. That that's just not Test match bowling. And maybe a spinner. I don't know, Mitchell Santner or East Sodi. Santner's probably better with a bat, but they're both not bad. you just got to pick one of them and stick with one of them. Mm. Um, I don't know, or Patel, one of them. Just pick one and stick with one. Mm. I don't know. But no one One of them, and um, hopefully the Blues boys can have a good uh, good arbo tonight, today. Uh, I think they're playing, is it the Waratahs and the Chiefs this afternoon? And it's the uh, Blues' top side, so um, we'll see how they go. Um, obviously, out in... Uh, so hopefully they can have a good game. I'll be watching it on Sky. I think it's on Sky tonight. So that's a real good thing from Sky Sports that they're actually playing a preseason match. Yeah, it's awesome. It will be great to watch. That's awesome. I love so, it. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that one tonight. Good man. But, uh, yeah, have a good rest of the show. Thank cheers, you. Cheers, buddy. And um, got the power back on yesterday, so thanks for that. But uh, still waiting for the Wi-Fi to come back on. So I'm oh, sure I'll sort that out. But otherwise, he's not too bad. A tree did fall down and knock the power line out. Um, but luckily, um, some guys we rang up, they came out and um, fixed the power line. It came completely out of our house. But uh, otherwise, that, not too much damage uh, in my place, so it's not too bad. But um, Hawks Bay got really badly hit, so um, hopefully um, some of them can get cleaned up and hopefully their houses are not too badly um, impacted. But I, I heard um, Israel Dag's uh, dad said his house got pretty badly flooded, so that's not too good. But, um, yeah, just keep safe out there. Thank you, Zaid. Thank you, buddy. There he is. Um, yep, yeah, as we say, and we'll continually say because we continually mean it. I know Hawke's Bay and so many more. Don't, let's not forget the Coromandel and Northland, Murawai, areas of Auckland, um, Wairua, Gisborne, the whole lot. Uh, our thoughts are with you. Um, we'll go to New Sport and Weather. Had a couple of good texts in as well, but uh, I, I will give phone calls precedence. 0800 150 11. We'll keep the calls going. We'll keep the lines open. Join us after the news. Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. 
Phone lines are open, 0800 150 We've had a day's cricket. What do you make of it? There was so much discussion about the selections, the balance of the team before they took the field. Well, they took the field. Is it the field? They took to the pitch. They took to the ground. Um, it's not great reading. Uh, England, Zach Crawley got four. Ben Duckett, 84 off 68 balls. Ollie Pope made 42. Joe Root, 14. Harry Brook, 89 off 81. Ben Stokes, 19. Ben Folks, 38. And towards the bottom, Ollie Robinson, 15, um, batting at number nine because uh, Jimmy Anderson said, I'm too old to bat, so just to clear. So they did. Tim Southey, I thought, was good. Um, reasonably expensive, um, but good line and length generally from Tim. I think he's the only... I'd probably sneak Neil Wagner in there as our true test quality bowlers. Tickner, Kugeline, Bracewell, not for me. Not at international. Can I ask you, Steph, because you haven't been on um, with us this week. I'm sure you've uh, given your opinion uh, on Smithy's show. Where, where do you stand on the Trent Bolt situation? Do you think they should call him in? Absolutely. It's a test match. It's a test match against England. So, we want our best players. Make it, make it work. Um, we did have Andrew Gordy on the panel on one of Smithy's shows, and he just gave um, the other side of the story. And it was now that Trent Bolt is a contract cricketer, individual contract cricketer, they'd have to pay him to play a test match. And he could bargain for, for argument's sake, three times the amount of money. And how would that sit with the other players? But again, we're left into the dark about what the discussion was um, and they said, you know, we, we've decided to go with contract players, players that are contracted to New Zealand cricket in the first instance. I could believe that if just Kyle Jamison or just Matt Henry was not available. But the fact that both of them weren't, sure, bring in a contracted player, but bring in Trent Bolt. Just bring him in. Do it for us. I kind of feel like just that's just not really how people work. Like, if he said, I'm not going to take the centralised contract, I'll just play whenever I want, you know. Um, you as a, you know, a Finn came in here and said that to us, <laughs> you know, <laughs> said that to me today. And then um, we had a big show, biggest show of the year, you know, tomorrow. Um, I probably wouldn't call him because I'd be like, oh, you've, you've made your bed, lie And I think that's what's happening. It's, like, even on a personal level, um, I don't think that... Gary Stead's ever going to be like, oh, okay, sweet, we'll call you in, because that's sort of, that's, you know, it's an ego or a pride thing at this point, I yeah, think. I think it's a pride I thing. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, I've got a text in here saying, Steph, no one points out that the real issue with New Zealand cricket is actually Gavin Larson. By far, without a doubt, the worst selector of the top cricket teams around the world. He's been doing it for 10 years, which is far too long. Gary Stead isn't a great coach, but the team selections has to be conservative. Zero courage to try guys and absolutely zero plan for the future. I don't like Gary's coaching style, but I wish more people would call out Gavin Larson because he's the biggest problem in New Zealand cricket right now. Gary takes all the blame, which isn't fair in my very unimportant opinion. I've been led to believe over recent times he's Gavin Larson's selector in title, He's not Gavin Larson's selector in practice. Gary Stead and Kane Williamson are the selectors. I'm led to believe. And I think even when Grant Fox was All Black selector, just by the title, you think he picks the All Black team. 
But he just offers opinion into Steve Hansen and into his assistant coaches for consideration. But Grant Fox couldn't say, no, Bowden Barrett plays 10, Richie Moonga bench. Coach and captain in the New Zealand cricket setup have the final say. And one more thing I'll add. And I got this message from, they've asked me not to name them, so I'll just read it. New Zealand Cricket are happy to take 20% of Bolt's IPL contract, but not play him when he's available. So I didn't know that, that New Zealand Cricket get 20% of the IPL payment. Um, They have to give a no objection certificate for two years after you're contracted, and they get paid to release you by the BCCI. So... The most happy to take the kickbacks of the income of Trent Bolt at the IPL, but they won't play him. Um, so they're making money off him and not using it. It's just it, it it's crazy. Makes sense then why he would want out of that contract. Yeah, so he can have it all himself. Does Trent um, Bolt? Uh, I think it goes for another two years after you leave your contract. You're still. Oh, so he's still does yeah. still climbing the ticket on. Yeah. Does Trent Bolt text you often? Or wasn't Trent Bolt. <laughs> it wasn't Trent Bolt, but it is someone that knows. Um, <clears throat> from someone else, uh, no name on this one. Mate, what the hell is wrong with New Zealand cricket? Call in Trent. Brian Lahore got called into the All Blacks literally from the farm in 1971 to play the Lions. It's not difficult to work out. Yes, is what I say to that. Um, hi, Staffy. This is from Rob. Wagner runs in like Tarzan and bowls like Jane. <laughs> Where is Lockie Ferguson? We still lost to England 3-0 last year when Bolt played. Time to move on. Thanks, Rob. Um, I think Lockie Ferguson's injured. I think. Shipley was the guy that we're talking about. Can we talk about Doug Bracewell? He's taken a swag of wickets in four-day cricket in New Zealand versus... Um, like the train spotters out there, you statisticians of cricket, you'll know. Someone texted me the other day, actually, and I read it and I thought, that's interesting, I must go and look it up, but I didn't. So Tickner's four-day form, Duffy's four-day form, uh, Bracewell's four-day form, it just didn't stack up. Why on earth not Doug? Um, I hope Boulder's in the World Cup. That's from Blake. I think he will be. I, I, I actually do think he will be. Um, from Sean, Staffy, I can't get over New Zealand cricket deciding not to pick Trent Bolt. Trent has served New Zealand cricket for 10 years. He is absolutely world class and he has earned the right to pick and choose where and when he represents the Black Caps and when he chooses to have family time. The fans want to see this team compete. We pay our money to see the best possible players whenever they make themselves available. The stance New Zealand cricket are taking is naive and stubborn. Cheers, Sean. And I know a few people at this station have tried to contact Trent Bolt, but, um, and I understand he's he knows the questions that are coming and he doesn't want to put himself in an awkward situation. Again, Trent Bolt's book will be interesting <laughs> when, he, when he hangs up the, uh, the pads, won't it? it? That would be, make for very interesting reading. Berg says, how long has Baz signed for England? When can he come back and would it work with our players? It would absolutely work with our players. You talked to, I did a podcast with Tim Salvey, um, I'm going to say three years ago about Baz the captain. Just he just said he, he just makes you believe and makes you play better than you actually thought you could. And if you don't play well and you've had a bad day at the office, Baz would just um, take you aside and say, go get it tomorrow. I believe in you. And 
that's what he's doing with England and look what we're seeing. So we are conservative in New Zealand. We've seen it in rugby. We're seeing it now in cricket. The um, reluctance to be inspirational. I remember I had an old CEO back in the day and his mantra was fast fail. And I never quite knew what he meant. He said, try something. If it doesn't work, try something else. We don't, we don't seem to try anything. Henry Nichols at four, high score of 30 in his last five test matches or something, goes in at four. I really missed the Ross Taylor walking out to the middle. Now, I'm not saying he'd go out and get a century or get a 50, um, but we've lost him. Um, we've lost Trent Bolt. And we just don't have the depth. And... What's that word? I hate pathways. Um, it's horrible. It's just horrible to watch, but it is a delight to watch England play cricket. Do feel free to call us 0800 150 11. Happy to take your calls right after this. Yes, welcome back in. And a very valuable listener has taken it upon himself to ring 0800 150 811 as you can. Grant Elliott, Jav, g'day. Hey, Steph, how's it going? I don't know about valuable listener. There'll be people that disagree with me, but that's fine. I've got used to that over time. I think it's good to, to have an opinion. I was just driving around the beautiful capital city um, doing my day job, and I was listening to you, and I thought, oh, well, this is a, a big discussion at the moment, and uh, thought maybe I'd have a few uh, views on it. But, uh, yeah, interested to hear your view. Um I think, you know, around Trent Bolt, I caught the back end of it, but I'm guessing that you were saying, you know, we should get him playing. Is that what you were saying? Well, they haven't told us what the hurdle to him playing, except that they would rather select contracted players. And me and the listeners are saying, we just want the best 11, and Trent's our best bowler, and he's not playing a test match at home against England. Why can't they make it work? Yeah, I think, I think you have to be very careful about the precedent that you set. And the precedent is, is that what you're saying is that you are not going to commit yourself to New Zealand cricket, but be a freelancer and still be selected. So that opens the, the gateway to any player that decides to take that. And there might, there might only be a handful of players that might be able to do that in, in New Zealand cricket. But I think it does set a precedent. So players will go and play in India and they go play in Pakistan and then suddenly you can kind of, one in after playing in the T20 circuit and playing a test match and I think it, it does change things up in the environment as long as the players are, tr uh, are given transparent policies around that but I think the policy that's been set in the past in my opinion has been that if you're not contracted to New Zealand cricket you won't be um, eligible to play and there's players that um, I guess in the past Mitch McLennigan was one, uh, Colin Monroe currently another one um, you know that's the, the, the rules and regulations have to be quite consistent and I'm sure you'll agree with me you know when you're managing players and you're managing selection it has to be fair for everyone but what I would say is the solution like let's think of what the solution should be now the, the cricket environment is changing significantly and I think that you know the contracts need to change with that, that environment and um, at the moment we've got it's either black or white either you contracted to New Zealand cricket or you're not. And I think, um, why can't, can't we put just a little retainer aside for those players that maybe want to go and play in the other leagues and look at it in a positive light? Because if we've got someone like, let's say, Finn Allen, for example, um, he comes to New Zealand cricket, says, oh, I, I don't know if I want to be contracted to New Zealand cricket. Um, I want to go and play in the T20 circuit. Let's put a little retainer aside 
Now, Finn Allen could play in the leagues around the world. He's going to be playing in changing conditions with the best coaches in the world, best players around him as well in some cases in these leagues, and actually learn his trade. We're going to get other people to actually train our players in an environment where they're going to get better. Mm. Uh, their skills are going to get better. Um, potentially their attitude and philosophies around the game and experience will change. Now, why can't we do that with Trent Bolt? Why can't we give him a small retainer and say he's still contracted to New Zealand cricket, sit down with him and say, what we require, though, is for you to do X, Y, and Z. And that will be the strength and conditioning, make sure that you fit and you're checking in with the strength and conditioner and be available for these periods during the year. That way, then the narrative in the, uh, the press would be, okay, well, you know, Trent Bolt is still contracted to New Zealand cricket, but he is only available for certain um, tournaments and, uh, and fixtures. Yeah, it's not much of an easement when you when you explain it like that. Um, and everyone's talking about precedent, um, but players have played for New Zealand that aren't contracted, and most recently it's Jimmy Neesham, and they seem to bring them, happy to bring them into white ball, um, but it's a different set of rules for tests, is it? Well, test cricket, I guess, you know, the contracting system is you get double points for tests. Right. Um, so what that means is if you're a top 10 test player, there's a good chance you're going to be getting a contract. Um, and the contracting system is because uh, there's more importance placed on tests than it is one day in T20. But as you're saying, like maybe a the, there's a little bit of an ease, but I'd say Jimmy Neesham is probably out of the mix at the moment. I'm not sure. Well, what, you know, what's the narrative around that? Because I think that then that, that does set a different precedent. But I think that what, what, I, what I'm saying in essence is that we probably need to change um, the way that we structure those contracts with the way that the world of cricket is changing so that we can try and keep more people involved in international cricket so the public feel like we're getting our best team um, on the park, um, especially in world competitions. Yeah, bang on. Um, Jeff, lovely to hear from you. You know how the station works. We're about to crash into ads, so I'm going to politely say thank you for <laughs> your call. <laughs> Hey, well done on your Sir Murray uh, Halberg uh, canvas as well, Staff. That was uh, bloody awesome from you. Um, yeah, I was there, and uh, yeah, congrats. It's, uh, it's, it's great stuff that you do behind the scenes as well and on the show. Love listening to you. Thanks, buddy. Thank you so much. Grant Elliott, good listener from Wellington. Uh, we'll come back after this. We can probably sneak one more call in after this break if you want to join in. 0800 150 811. Uh, it was great to hear from uh, Superman, Grant Elliott, the the hairy jav. Um, interesting thoughts on him. And he's he's provided another solution. It's just a, a modification to this, it seems like, um, Stone Age-type contracts, doesn't it? Um, we need to get our best. But we don't have the depth of Australia and India, probably Pakistan. We just don't have the depth, so we have to modify things a little bit like the Wallabies did with the Matt Giddo rule um, if you'd had was it 30 caps and you were playing overseas you could play for the Wallabies we need an easement of these tight restrictions would help with the financial situation as well we can't afford to compete with you know these IPL leagues mm. so go and top your pay packet up over there but come back to us you know and then it also puts the egos aside it does because that's what the agreement is mm. it do- and I can see this is going to be a problem for rugby in the not too distant, I'd say in five or six years we'll be picking All Blacks from offshore because the money, we can't compete beautiful country that we've got we just don't have the population to support and compete financially for our top athletes but I just don't want it to be too long before we change because we're going to become a backwater of cricket and nobody wants that Anyway, we'll take a break for news, sport and weather and coming up after that we're going to talk to Ronnie Hira, former Black Cap